0: (laughs) welcome gamers and players it is me the gamekeeper and i am back for the final episode of the horror video game discussion extravaganza here is with me is my co-host Edgington. And this week, we discuss our favorite horror video games. <laughs>
1: It's starring. I thought it was featuring, but it's starring. I was wrong. You mean the opposite of what you just? I said. gotta go, Josh.
0: I have a job.
1: Is a as a grave digger.
0: As a game digger.
1: You should have like a fucking heart surgeon. Bye,
0: game keeper. He's a friend of mine. We have the same name. We went to the same Y. The YMCA. Well, I mean clearly
1: you are the gamekeeper no, since you just said it I is me, not. the gamekeeper, Andrew Gonzalez. I
0: just told you we have the same name. That's how we met. We went to the YMCA when we were kids, camp. He was he was a little bit of a loner, a badass, and he's kind of a badass. And uh, you know, he said, What's your name? and I said Andrew Gonzalez and he said, I can't do a
1: good impression of him, but he was like my name too I think that's what he sounds like. I hope when you're editing this, you realize how bad of a bit this is. This is a great bit. You guys love it. I know the girls like it. Woo!
0: Yeah, they love that Gamekeeper.
1: All the ladies say who? <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah! So, this week, gamers, we discuss our favorite horror video games. Um, as our final Halloween episode, we decided to take a little break from watching these movies that have now held so dear to my heart. Oh, especially House of the Dead. Mwah. What a classic, masterful piece. You mean masterpiece? Masterful piece. I'm, I'm sticking with it. I'm not in this out either. This is stay, staying. So Josh and I discussed, since we already um, went through... Actually, I was going to say... man, I'll cut this out a little bit. But since this is all about video games, Josh, I thought before we dive into our favorite horror games, I thought we might finally... Discuss a little bit what each of us at this time of recording have been playing a little bit new games. What what has been a highlight during this quarantine of memorable games?
1: What has been a memorable game? Memorable game to me? Yeah, in well because well, well, I'm sure well, right now I'm playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two, like and which just which nostalgia I city into yet so it's nostalgia city. It's it's just as good as the original and better even. Um, movie before that. The Last of Us 2 was basically a quarantine game. That's all I played four or five times in a row.
0: And, of course, we played the Final Fantasy Seven Remake.
1: Yeah, Final Fantasy Seven Remake. That was good. That was very good. Um, I didn't immediately want to play it over again, though. That's the difference between that game for me and The Last of Us 2. As soon as I was done with The Last of Us 2, I'm like, okay, time to play it again. Resident Evil... Yeah, Resident Evil. Well, Resident Evil 3 was just a a bullshit game that came out during quarantine. A waste of money. Uh, A little bit of more lore in the Resident Evil 2 remake and Resident Evil 1 remake storyline, but not worth the money. Wait till it's like a $20 game. Yeah, PS Store usually has a lot of deals randomly where you can get a $60 game for like 20 bucks. Yeah, wait till that. Wait till then because uh, that game cuts out a lot. Uh, Yeah, I mean, other than that, mostly just... Mostly just The Last of Us Two, and now Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. Yeah, I gotta get that game soon. Uh, just the soundtrack alone is what it's just keeping me playing it over and over. Well, again. yeah. Although it it can be as frustrating as I remember it being. <laughs> I used to love that game. Yeah, I gotta get. I gotta get back into it. I gotta. I
0: gotta start playing it. Actually, not even get back into it. I have been playing Death Stranding. Which I'm still waiting for it to get as good as everybody
1: says it is. Well, the I wasn't impressed from what I saw. Looked seemed pretty stupid.
0: Yeah, the graphics are amazing. It's just other than that, it's just very you're delivering packages and it it gets kind of boring. But then also you have like these fucking like tar ghosts trying to like kill you and I don't know. But I hear that people keep telling me to like stick it out and keep going. And, you know, it'll get better. But the game that's really stuck out for me recently is Paper Mario and the Origami King. Excellent fucking game. It is um, what I've wanted into Paper Mario. Um, unfortunately, the, the battle style is a little different because I've wanted a, a pretty much same version of Mario RPG since Paper Mario started and I haven't really gotten that. But the battle system's a little different than this, but I like it. It's enjoyable, you know, when you strategically get things planned the way that you want it to and you beat the boss. It's a fun game. Other than that, you know, I played Final Fantasy VII.
1: Been playing a lot of these games for these
0: movies that were coming out with. True,
1: yeah. No, I've also been doing that, playing a little bit of, like, House of the Dead here, playing House of the Dead 3 and 4. Uh, just getting PS Now to, so we could do that. Because a lot of these games, like, Dead or Alive's on there. Oof. Yep, those it, games are just hard to learn and it just, they're just unnecessary. Like, they feel like they play a lot different than a lot of other fighting games and I think that was intentional but um, yeah I just uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem like the best fighting game yeah, that we could play on that service.
0: And uh, I'm sure we'll put an additional content about it if we haven't already it's just I feel like that type of game has you know a lot of fighting games everyone gets like special moves. It doesn't even seem like in that game
1: characters get like special moves well i think they do i think it's just like one or two though i don't think it's many uh because i think they mostly i read somewhere someone said that like they focus a lot on like the throws and stuff and that's like what's unique to the game but again that's just that's not That's the, what's unique to the game yeah oh yeah well yeah no the fucking because the it seems the more movement. that that's what they focus on yeah well actually it's funny that we, you bring up um bring up that game because uh i like to watch these like like people like professionals react to different things like one of them is like martial arts experts reacting to like video game martial arts and one of them watched uh footage from um uh, uh what was it dead or alive six and they kept having to focus on like what's up with the tit like jiggle focus and like one of them was a female that was doing the reacting and she's like yeah well we know who the target audience is for this type of game like she without ever seeing the game before knew that this game was specifically made for like perverts to like look at them titty Yeah. oh and yeah all the
0: especially when you know we realized this too um all you have to do is look at alternate lose, outfits when you lose oh yeah you're, you're just, just on the ground butt in the air tits in the air going oh no and then the character and you freezes. can move the camera you can move the camera before you go to the next scene it's fucked up it's, it's weird so... it's like all for jerking off. it's mm. yeah Speaking about a game. Speaking that, about jerking off. <laughs> Speaking about jerking off and a game that is not a complete jerk off. Josh, what is what is the first game we were discussing, which I've already mentioned, but let's let's get into it. Well,
1: my first like iconic horror video game for me personally is Resident Evil Four. Uh, Resident Evil series, as we talked about last week, is huge. It's one of my it's a huge like influence for me for like gaming. I, uh, I've loved the series since the original game and Resident Evil 2, uh, and just being able to pick up Leon's story, like, after Raccoon City was something I highly look forward to. This game also started adding things that, like, games would use going forward, like reaction commands and action games. And, like, yes, it did lead the Resident Evil series into 5 and 6 with more of, like, a Uh, a cover like a gears of war cover action type uh gameplay where like you get behind cover and like shoot people and stuff and eventually six was mostly action and less about the survival horror but re4 kind of expanded on just like not that the game has to revolve around a man-made virus and then it's exposed to people and they turn into zombies like this one gets into Like, utilizing almost, like, a bacteria, the Los Plagas, to infect people, to get control of them, and to get them to, like... Alright, so, super brief. This takes place six years after uh, Raccoon City. Leon is, like, I think he's 27, and he's now one of the president's, like, personal security guards or something like that?
0: Yeah, I I played a little bit of it, and I thought it was really funny that, like, one, he works for the president... Mm -hmm and that whole beginning when he's narrating, Uh, Kat was even in the other room, and she said, because he was like, president's daughter, president's daughter. And then I heard, I didn't even know Kat was listening,
1: and she goes, I wonder who he's sent to look for. (laughs) Yeah, well, yes. Uh, I mean, I I have to assume that at this point, if it's six years after the Raccoon City incident, and we know that samples of the T-Virus and G-Virus get out of the city... There's probably just bio attacks all over the planet, which would make sense if the president of the United States is like, how about we get someone that has experience with it? Like Leon or Chris or Jill or any of them. But I think in the timeline, Jill and Chris are in the beginnings of the BSAA, which is a bioterrorism task force that that starts in the Revelation games and goes through the five and fifth and sixth games. And those were formed by like the United Nations to like combat like global bioterrorism anyway so as you guessed and as cat so easily sleuthed her way to figuring out uh the president's daughter ashley is kidnapped and she's brought to a remote village in spain i think it's spain and you're just sent there to investigate and you just find villagers just people that don't speak english but attack you and try to kill you (laughs) Now. Are they like zombies? Because even at some points, they moan like zombies. Did you get to the first house and kill the first guy that you found? Yeah. He says, if you check his body, it says, this is no zombie. (laughs) So at the very beginning of the game, it's trying to establish that's not an undead person. So uh, for the most part, it's like just a very rural village in Spain, but is kind of ruled by, like, a upper class that lives in, like, like a, like a, almost, it's, we'll call it a, it's a castle. <laughs> it's a fucking castle. Oh, in Resident Evil? Something like a castle? Something big? And well, it's fast. like, oh huh, I don't want to sound ridiculous, it's like, other than, like, underground facilities under the city, and, like, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, so this you, game is ridiculous. So you do end up going to a big thing where you solve puzzles and... Oh, of course. No, this is classic Resident okay. Evil, there's puzzles all over the joint. You do get a second character because at one point you do get Ashley. Then you you can tell her to like stay places to follow you. You have to do puzzles with her at times. You have to protect her. And I will just say that I would put her probably second on the tier of annoying um, AI characters in a video game. And the only one that tops that is Mario from um, um, Yoshi's Island 2. <coughs> Whenever she gets taken by someone, she's just like like over and over oh again my god. and it's just you want her to get taken you want her to get taken away and just like okay she also has her own health meter so she can just be attacked randomly no. and you have to heal her and you can like raise her health ta- max you can raise your health max it, it there's a lot more to manage in this game but it's also very well done there's a, a lot of a huge variety of enemies in this game like, as you progress, it's not just villagers. Then we get to, like, there's, like, chainsaw guys that can fucking just straight up cut your head off instantly. Like, and all sorts of, like, there's, like, a giant that you fight a few times. Like, uh, it, it's, it's weird. So, they have a lot of different things that they infect with this bacteria, the what they call the Los Plagas. So, they use that to control all the villagers to do their bidding. That's how they kidnapped the president and, like, kept her the president's daughter, excuse me, and kept her like in a cell for so long before the U S came and intervened with superstar Leon Kennedy, Leon S Kennedy, excuse me. And then you just kind of get through, you get to the castle, you find it's fucking run by the cult that follows this family. Cause they resurrected the Las Plagas, which they, they revered as like almost a God because of what they've seen. They've seen it's, it keeps people from dying. It, it, uh, they use it to control everybody so like of course it looks like a like a higher being and plus it like mutates people and shit so yeah
0: now you said this game like kind of changed the way of the res style of the resident evil games
1: yeah because resident evil has mostly been kind of uh tank controls you kind of turn it and like your character turns on a pivot and like uh um, you shoot straight ahead, you don't have to like worry about up and down yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. This game changes that, where now you're at an over-the-shoulder third-person angle. You also you do have to aim as well, but this also now makes it so you it includes like um, reaction commands. Not reaction commands, in that aspect, like how we know now, like, oh, stop this from... Actually, that is true, they do use those two QTE things. But what I mean is, like, you can shoot someone in the leg, and they might grab their leg, which then you can run up and like do like a fucking jump kick at them or something or like you shoot someone in the head and then like you kick them into like other people. So there's stuff like that that they added that would just have never been in Resident Evil before. Yeah, I don't remember
0: that many in any, any no. type of Resident Evil. Well, he's
1: also special forces now. So now he's like probably trained in like kung fu and shit. He's like uh yeah, he's a super agent. So the reason Leon is so cool in this mm-hmm. game is because this game originally was intentionally going to introduce a brand new character that was just like overpowered and super fucking edgy and cool and badass and then they realized it didn't fit in the resident evil series and can you guess what game came out of that was it um devil may cry it was absolutely devil may cry What? but they kept right leon being like when, a cool badass why
0: didn't leon come i mean leon was this ps1
1: or ps2 this was ps2
0: wasn't devil make Cry on ps1 no no no
1: it's ps2 that was a ps2 game yeah
0: okay i knew it was supposed to be a sequel to resident evil but i wasn't sure which one and mm-hmm. I could see where they went into a totally why they went into a totally different angle. And I guess that makes sense why Double May Cry One takes place in a castle. Right? This
1: game, yeah, yeah, exactly. They probably use some of the same assets. Um, this game actually changed a lot. Like from what it ended up being, there was there was an angle that they started with where it was all like supernatural, like fucking ghosts and shit. And like he Leon's basically just hallucinating a lot of stuff and has to stop himself from going crazy while he's doing all these puzzles. Then there was another one with, like, a hook-handed guy that's basically just going to be almost like Jason Voorhees type that just keeps coming back and attacking you over the whole game. And then this is what we get. Where it's more, it's definitely more in line because it is, it's following the suit of we have a virus, it's spreading mutated people, we gotta fight our way through it, and then we take out a boss and... The virus doesn't go away (laughs) because we just know it's going to keep going somewhere else. This is the continuation of that where now we're realizing that bioterrorism includes bacterial infections and stuff like that. And like parasite uh, based bioweapons, which is what this is, because the whole the plot of, well, their scheme, I'm not going to call it their 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 plot, but their scheme the whole time was they wanted to infect the president's daughter with this Los Plagas because they know that they can control her once they have it in her. And they do. You and uh, Leon and the president's daughter get it. And it the pres- hinders it. the president's daughter, right? Yeah, the president's daughter. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And uh, the daughter I'll, of the president, the daughter of the president. Yes. The president's um, girl child. So the daughter of the president's wife that the wife has had with the president. The President's daughter. Yeah, that, yes, that. Okay. Exactly, the President's daughter. Uh, and they do, they do. I mean, obviously you get it up in the, the game. But along the ways, when you're, um, you come in and contact with like the ringleader, the guy controlling everything, you're not able to kill him because he can just tell Leon to go fuck himself, you know, because he's infected as well. Spoiler alert. I didn't think we were worried about spoilers here, Andrew. So we don't need to know the whole plot. It's a typical Resident Evil uh, end of a game. You kill the boss. Someone throws you a rocket launcher. You don't (laughs) secure a sample and it gets away. So, oh no, there's going to be another game because the sample got away. And then you have to escape... Oh Well, it's not a lab. It's an island. You escape an island on a jet ski uh, while it explodes. I mean, because that's just Resident Evil. You're escaping something as it explodes. What can we put him on? We already did like a
0: train... What was the first one? The we first actually...
1: one was you escape in the helicopter as the mansion explodes. Yeah. The second one, you escape on the train outside of the facility as the underground facility explodes. The third one is you get in a helicopter and you fly away as the as the, the, the U.S. nukes fucking Raccoon City. Uh, the fourth <laughs> one is you get... So this game has great writing. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we doing this month, this
0: year for Resident Evil? I don't care. I don't long. know, but I got the oh, end, guys. So as... Chuck on the
1: end. Chuck on the end. It's like, as we already know the end, as man. As long as we got an explosion and they're escaping cool. But I think this game does, it, 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 it really uh, shines when you get like halfway through the game. And then it starts throwing a lot of fucking freakish enemies at you. Like, not just zombies. Like, not just the normal shit you would see in a Resident Evil. Like, not Lakers, but unfortunately no Lakers. But there's just, like, really fuck... There's, like, these insectoid-like things that are about the size of a human. And uh, they can just go invisible randomly. Those are cool.
0: Then there's, like,
1: the scariest fucking thing in these games, which are called uh, Regenerators. Regenerators and Iron Maidens. So these are creatures that... Iron were... Maiden's in this? Yeah. like the... Not like the chest, but it's... Uh, I'll get, I'll oh, I meant that. like the Iron Maiden. Oh, the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The band Iron Maiden is in this game. Yeah. It, they do the whole soundtrack to Damn. this game. They just follow Leon around while he's killing people, playing the number of the beast. <laughs> so they just have a generator pulling behind them. No, so this, this game's scariest enemy is definitely the regenerators. They're just these fucking weird gray things with uh sh- sharp ass teeth that can fucking like they just like <laughs> make weird fucking noises you can hear and you're just like ugh they're so difficult to kill because you have to hit like five points on their body that have the plagus. you can't see them though you have to use like fucking night vision scopes and then just kind of like slowly walk at you and you're in night vision like heat vision and you're like ugh oh god i'm so fucking nervous but then the even scarier ones are the Iron Maidens. Now these are the same thing, but they're just covered in spikes, so they just like slowly crawl up to you and fucking grab you and just and by I mean spike kill you. Now they get okay, sh- not sure they, they poke pants. you. <laughs> they poke you. They poke you. And uh, yeah, I mean this game amps up the uh, the franticness you fight a lot of huge hordes of enemies i will say that the like you're not in like one room and fighting 15 to 20 zombies like you might be in an open area with like a few different like small houses you can run into or like board up a door but they'll get through a window kind of thing so there's a lot of stuff like that but uh i mean it's it's a game that i played probably 12 to 15 times all the way through damn because you can play it on normal mode, then the professional mode, which is just hard mode. They uh, since Ada Wong from RE2 is a part of this story as well, you get two other extra game modes that you play as her, where there's one called Separate Ways, where you basically follow her tale as she's following Leon's, because she jumps in and out of Leon's story, like interacting with it. So you kind of see everything from her point of view. And then there's, like, obviously the Mercenaries mode, which is fantastic. Fucking just, like, kill as many zombies as you can in the the given time. Classic fucking Resident Evil stuff. Because Resident Evil 3 introduced that, and that was probably the best thing in Resident Evil 3. Not the remake. remake. Now, what makes this, like, your one of your favorite? Uh, The replayability. uh, How much I enjoyed it the first time I played it. How I still dread to this day certain areas of that game because of how a difficult they are, and b nerve wracking, and c times sometimes still scary. Yeah, I
0: I, I played a little bit, of, and it, like I was saying, it it's it's very different.
1: It's not like well, as a merchant, you can buy stuff and like upgrade weapons. Yeah. it's well, a customizing I I, thing. Yeah, I didn't get to that part yet, but but he's the but you would recognize the guy. Well, Yeah, I've heard, I've heard. What are you heard buying?
0: But like, um, I also noticed, you know, the controls are a little different. But I still wasn't. Because it's not tank controls. Them. I really was still wasn't like I don't like that you can't shoot and walk. I don't like that you have yeah, to stop. I, yeah,
1: I get what you mean there. And I, and
0: I think I have to adjust. But again, my this is also
1: a game from two thousand five. So a lot of games were just starting to try to do gameplay like this, yeah. especially in this genre. So this isn't like like now where can walk around and shoot, because the game can handle it. <laughs> the games back then, they
0: yeah, probably couldn't. You're pro- you're, you're probably and also, gonna. if you're
1: playing it on like PS Now, don't use the joysticks to aim. Use the oh, um, Use okay. your D button to move around, and then use the joystick on the right to aim. But yeah, it's okay. trying to use the left control thing. It doesn't. It, it's sensitive because you can also do a one eighty turn. So a lot of times you're just like you'll hit it wrong, and it'll be like boop. I'll just run backwards. Now. Yeah,
0: somebody will be in front of me, and like I can't line up to shoot them in the head as much.
1: Yeah, it it yeah. You just, but it takes a little, but it is so worth it. It's it's. Well, I can't I'm, so I good.
0: can't wait to deep dive into it more.
1: Definitely from what you said, uh, it definitely
0: seems like a very interesting game. It's my
1: like, favorite, probably of the. Second generation, we'll call them. Because clearly RE2 is my favorite of the whole series. Um, See, I stopped after 2 because I wasn't crazy about 3 when it first came out. So, like, I
0: never got to 4 because I just didn't... I was like, ah, Resident Evil 2 was the best. They're not going to make anything yeah. better than that.
1: 3 was definitely different. It still kept the Resident Evil 2 and 1 puzzle thing. But it added the ongoing possibility that you were going to be chased by the nemesis. And he didn't he doesn't stop indoors. He'll open doors and follow you for the most part, or he'll jump in fucking windows when you're not expecting him. And that's what was amazing about that game was you could just be like, well, we gotta take this fucking crank and go over here and oh fuck, he just blasted through a wall, and now you're in flight mode. You're like, well, how do I do this puzzle if this fucking guy is shooting rockets at me? Rari3 R E3 remake is not. He's just in scripted fucking parts and it's stupid. Well he's still cool, he looks great.
0: Speaking of Nemesis, this would actually be a good way to segue into our next game, which unfortunately I don't have as much detail as Josh and it kind of makes me feel a little unprepared. But regardless, we're gonna talk about Clock Tower that has kind of the similarities in a way of Nemesis, if you think about it.
1: Uh, yeah, I could see I could see that. I, I thought you were gonna say it's similar to like a Resident Evil game. In the sense where you are searching for items that allow you to oh, yeah. progress. Well, that that that's mainly the whole game. Like, there's not, like, a lot, like...
0: Uh, for a lot of you that don't know, um, Clock Tower is a survival horror uh, point-and-click
1: adventure point-and-click game. Point-and-click game. But not, like... Deja vu or, or those games like uh, from back on the NES. Not yeah. cheesy. Well, I mean, those games were cheesy. If that you've a game
0: played too. Monkey Island, it's very similar to. Not like. It's not funny like Monkey Island, but it's. Not a, funny at all. It's very similar like Monkey Island. Now, I haven't played this game in years, so I guess it wouldn't be under my favorite. It's just more nostalgic to me where my friend found um, in high school his brother went to the army and he found a lot of his playstation games and this was one of them which i thought was the first one but apparently in japan there was one for
1: super nintendo which was the original clock tower and this is clock tower 2 but yeah i assumed we were talking about the playstation version
0: that's why i had the gamekeeper say playstation 1 after after saying clock tower playstation 1 okay you know, I had to go over because he had the same concerns
1: as you, and, you know... Oh, he did. yeah, I forgot. Yeah, he did.
0: It's kind of crazy that this game came out a year after the SNES one, because the graphics and, you know, are definitely significantly better than the SNES one.
1: Well, I mean, it's going from 16 bits but to But one year! One year, though, like, it's just weird that, to me, like... Well, 95... who knows that they were, they were probably working on the game sure. for PlayStation, but SNES was still a was still a, a console that they were putting games out for so why not also put it out on that to try to make some money
0: well that's what they the the creator was actually having second thoughts about doing a sequel but the first one did so
1: good yeah
0: that uh, they said why not
1: yeah what I really liked about um, I mean I never played this as a kid uh, I never I had very little experience of this game but I I've watched a good amount of footage on it and it's I it, I do like it I think it's it's there's always a sense of dread whenever oh you ex- e- encounter the main villain, which which is what was it Scissor Scissor Man which Scissor Man.
0: So for before we get deep into it, I'll I'll read the plot real quick so people that aren't familiar with Clock Tower. I mainly wanted to make people more aware of this game because it it's it's terrifying if you ever play it. Uh, not the graphics but... So the plot is, after the events of the original Clock Tower, central protagonist Jennifer Simpson was adopted by Helen Maxwell. Who the fuck is that? I don't know. And it's it's an, another character that you can play, which I know on that. And then it pretty much opens up where you're in a psychiatrist's office and he wants to go over the murders and stuff like that. Um, so she begins to undergo treatment at a university and they want to go... And learn more about Scissor Man. That is the antagonist that we're talking about. That happened
1: in the first one. That was the one I, I watched stuff on what you're just talking about because Scissor Man was the PlayStation One antagonist. Yeah. he was in the first one too. What's the first one? The SNES so game. So the
0: SNES one has a, a story on its own, which is this one is a continuation of that. Okay. Like in the first one, um, Jennifer Simpson. Is like at an orphanage or something like that, and then murders start happening with Scissor Man, and it's kind of the same premise. Like these murders are happening, and you go and you do detective work and try to figure out who the murderer is, while being chased by Scissor Man. I must have watched footage of the you, that one. The PlayStation One one is the one where you get to play either Jennifer or Helen, and you're in a castle remember castle
1: it was a big ass fucking house i thought it was an orphanage though because i thought that that's what that's the first one so you might have watched gameplay on the first one did well, what said that? ps it said psx in the game in the on the button huh pull it up let me see oh i walk through the snes game what the fuck nope. well that's the one i <laughs> well this is the one i watched <laughs> fucking multiple videos
0: on Josh has accidentally watched the wrong one, but again, it's the same premise. It's the same. It's um, just it's more of like the same game with an updated graphics. Um, so mainly, what you do is you go to this castle, and
1: do let me we, back up. Do we really need to go through all like the full plot? No, we don't games? need. Okay, to. okay.
0: So mainly, what happens is Scissor Man is back, and you are Jennifer or Helen. You get to choose. And you're just trying to figure out who he is. Now, while this is going on, there's little spooky stuff that happens, which I didn't get in the game because, you know, you think there's, like, a murderer after you, which is. But sometimes, like, candles will fly at you and stuff. So it's like
1: a supernatural thing. Yeah. You know?
0: In a way, there's, like, a, there is... And I didn't go deep into it because I was trying to play the game, but I just didn't have time to play all the way through. Wait a minute, you
1: said they're trying to find out who Man is, and the first one you are told who Scissorman is. It's the late, the orphanage yes. lady, orphanage is, runner's and, son.
0: And he's murdered.
1: Oh. Okay. I think they kill him. So then Well, he does, him, he falls off of the top when you're at the clock tower. You start the clock tower, and then he falls into, it looks like he falls into like the gears. But it's it's a fucking SNES game, so you barely, you don't know if he's fallen to gears or he's fallen five Rocks feet. Yeah. <laughs> or you don't yeah. even know. Don't know. Uh,
0: um that's why like it's strange that um that it's happening again. There's so a it's a new like, scissorman. So it's a new scissorman. So you're um so you're investigating that. And the thing that was, is terrifying about this game is while you and I feel like you never I never did good at this game because I feel like you never had a lot of time. Because as you're going through the 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 castle looking for clues, you'll hear even from another room shing, ching, ching, ching. So it's just this terrible graphics, because it's not even spooky looking, this terrible graphics with the terrible graphics scissors cutting its way in open air looking to kill somebody. And you have to try to hide from them. So you can try to hide in a closet, you could try to hide in boxes and it was just always so terrifying because you could hide in a box. The scissor man would go right by you and then turn around and then stab you through the box and start all over again. And I thought that was really cool like I never played a game before where you you can like hide really from I oh. never played Metal Gear Solid. Then. Well, let me get back to it. I I never played a game where, you know, you can't really attack The antagonist. You can't. You have to hide.
1: Like, that's constantly... Like, stun him,
0: though, right? Yeah. And you... you, So you have to go through and try to figure out who he is. Now, the thing about this is there's five endings per character. So there's a total of ten endings. I watched them all. It's really fucked up. I'm not even going to go into detail.
1: Most of them you just die. Yeah.
0: uh, Most of them. But then it, it... it just makes this, each one is kind of like the story's a little different. It's it's really, really weird. Um, I highly suggest this game. I know I couldn't go deep in detail as Josh into this. It's just I remember playing it. Uh, I did play Clock Tower 3, which was, I believe, for the PlayStation 2. I think so. And it was a completely different game. Um, it was very similar, but you played some sort of, girl who was an ancestor of some celestial being and you oh boy. you get like arrows and you could turn into a different form but you fought, each level was like a different monster and the graphics were a little bit better so it was a little spookier and there was this one character you fight that has like a giant hammer, and you could be hiding and then all of a sudden a hammer will just come through the door and fucking smash you and uh you know i thought that was just a very cool survival game and even the clock Tower 3 you know it was very interesting it was just really weird that you were like this archer lady thing i don't think it took off after that so when did the when did the original game came out it was the the original game the snes one came out in 1995 exclusively in japan
1: oh okay
0: and then they released it in america in 96 on the ps1 but it was a it was clock tower 2 in japan they called it clock tower 2 in america it was just clock tower um i was and i know you got confused but i was confused too because i'm like Wait yeah here. like the
1: beginning of the game they don't mention anything about like uh um oh well i watched the first one never mind well, I also... So there was no mention of, like,
0: the past events,
1: like you said. Yeah,
0: right off the bat in this, they just go right right into the past
1: events. Like, they just... As a standalone game, the SNES one is, is pretty pretty interesting. I, I do like the, just the aspect of, like, when you're trying to hide in a room, you have multiple options, and most of them don't work no matter what. You're like, oh, I'll just lock the door on him. It's like, nope, he just cuts through. Yeah, and even if you... you it, the spooky thing is, it's
0: like you go through a lot of bunch of doors... And you're like, okay, I fucking lost them. And then you'll quietly hear, shing, 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 shing. And you're like, holy shit. I used to uh, hang out with my friend in high school, play it every day after school, and try to beat it. And we sucked at it. And then we got Clock Tower 2. No, Clock Tower 3. And yeah, we beat it, but we were just like,
1: hmm, that was like a
0: completely different game.
1: Yeah, a lot of the times the series can go off the rails. And speaking of series is going off the rails. What a great segue, Andrew, into my second favorite horror franchise of all time for video games. And I feel like a lot of people can can agree with me. The Dead Space series is probably one of the best horror series out there. And like you said, the series going off the rails. Third one is where everyone started hating it. And that's why, and I believe it was because it was done by a different studio. I could be wrong there. It felt like it was done by a different studio because instead of just keeping the the classic formula that they had in the first two games, they made wanted to make it a co-op experience, which completely negates the whole you're fucking alone in space trying to survive against fucking alien things that are like infecting every person on the base on the ship.
0: Well, I definitely found uh, this game, which I've only played once, absolutely horrifying. Horrifying? Horrifying. You played the first one? Uh, whatever one you had me play.
1: Oh, boy. let's Let's hold off on that story. So, not to spoil it, but he played the beginning of Dead Space 2, which is an absolutely fantastic, frantic, scary opening to a game, just trying to show you... Here's the graphics that you're going to experience as, like, a guy gets infected who's trying to save you while you're in a, a straitjacket, and, like, he gets infected, and his whole face splits open, like, like the thing. it's that That's what this game takes a lot of. It, it It's trying to create almost the atmosphere of, like, the Aliens movie, where you're alone in space on a spaceship, but then it's not throwing xenomorphs in. Well, they're called necromorphs, <laughs> but it's more like the thing it's more like the monsters from the thing so this uh this game is just a it's 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 probably one of the one of the games that has uh, some really unbelievable audio and by that i mean you are you're uh an engineer that goes to this uh this mining vessel that sent out a distress call you and a team go down. Of course, everyone gets wiped out except you. You're just an engineer, so you just engineer all these weapons along the way, like like uh, plasma guns and uh, pulse rifles and like all these super random weapons. And you find that a, the whole ship is being overrun by like these alien slash the thing monsters that you need to like tear their limbs off, or they just don't die, and they can just brutally rip you apart. And it's... I mean, this game also has like hundreds of different death animations. Like, you can die so many fucking ways. It's unbelievable. You can be sucked out into space like if you, like, shoot a window the wrong way. Like, you shoot, like, an airlock window. It just sucks you out into space. You can also suck enemies into space. But, anyway. The reason this game... Two reasons that this game is top horror game for me is one, just... The sound design alone. You will sit in a corridor that's empty with the lights flickering on and off, and you'll just you'll just hear like movement. You'll hear movement around the pipes and in the vents around you. And that sound will be 360 degrees. So you hear it in front of you, running towards you, and then stopping over your head, and then you're like, oh shit, I hear it over here. I have no, I, I I can't count how many times in that game I was just like spinning around three sixty trying to like, where am I gonna get attacked from? Where am I gonna get attacked from? And then you just don't get attacked. And you walk in the next room and you get attacked. But I mean, the nerves this game makes you have, like you get <laughs> the s- nerve of the, this game. the nerve of this game to be that fucking spooky at times. How dare you be so fucking spooky? How dare you be so spooky? Um. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason to go into the plot. I mean, the plot's very simple. You just, you go in there. You slowly repair the ship as you go through it. You make your way through the ship. You realize that, similar to Resident Evil 4, with uh, on the ship they, they basically find what is causing, they find what they call the marker, which is causing all of these demon fucking alien things to, like, come towards it and they try to get on the ship. Eventually they do. They infiltrate it. They kill everyone. But this marker is like drawing these fucking things to it. So you realize that there's a whole cult on the ship now that believes that the marker is like like a divine being and stuff because it brought like it brought these things that like show us the truth. And all they're doing is just fucking taking over human hosts and killing them. Is all that's happening. And uh just some of the imagery in this game, some of like the monster types are just fucking gross and horrifying. Like one enemy is just like half of a guy pinned to a wall screaming and like his organs just like shoot stuff at you. Have to like shoot his like organ tendrils or whatever. He's just like, "Ah! Ah!" it's just, it's gross. It's fucking gross. Damn. And it's horrifying. And, uh, I don't want to go too deep into it because i I, you, you need to experience these games which is tough because the developers of the first two games for some reason just don't they're not on they're not on the playstation i don't know about xbox they might be on available easier on xbox um i know on pc like the pc games have a lot of issues like a lot of bugs that are just never like crashing a lot of the times or like losing save files completely Which uh, this is not a game you can lose a save file on because it's like an eight to ten hour game. So it's yeah yeah. you can't do it. You shouldn't do it in one go. You you need to rest. But yeah, I I wish I could play it again. I wish it would there would be a remaster of the first two games. Don't need to really do the third. Um, The second game has one of one of the goriest kills I've ever seen in a game. You ever played, you ever played, oh yeah you, yeah, were, yeah, you played a little, you, did you beat the, the second one? No. Oh, no, you never beat the second one. Okay. I don't
0: even remember much of it, I just remember being horrified,
1: because let's get into it real quick. Alright. So, Josh and I took mushrooms. Mm-hmm. A while ago, a long time ago, probably seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. About that, and I think we watched the Power Rangers movie. We did, we watched the Power
0: Rangers movie. And then we watched, no, then you were like, you know what, I've been playing Dead Space 2. You should play this game. And I was so fucked up. One, it was horrifying that I know at one point you were like, you're just walking into a wall. I'm like, I don't know. And it, it definitely creeped me out. And I remember going home just being like, very fucking spooked. Because that is not a... Don't take hallucinogens and play that fucking game. Like, it's just not a good time.
1: Yeah. I mean, the opening of the game is you just being in a straitjacket trying to escape while they're infiltrating the entire ship. And you're just, you have to run a certain path. And then you get to a guy who's just like, all right, I'll let you free. And then he just cuts his own throat very graphically. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's how the game starts. Oh, boy. Okay. And also, you, no. But I will say, it wasn't as horrifying as the Power Rangers movie. Oh, the Power Rangers, yeah, live action movie. That was very bad. And I'm glad that that's in the past.
0: And that we don't watch
1: that movie for I, this podcast. I don't think we need to. I don't think it falls under the category. Thank God. Thank thank all the gods. Thank all the gods. <laughs> Zeus, thanks. Thanks, buddy. Athena, thank you. I'm sorry about the Greek gods. You're going to go through all the Greek gods and then what the... I'm like... Viking gods and... No, the Scientology Egyptian. gods. So, one. Yeah. Spaghetti monster. <laughs> Is that Scientology? Yeah, I think so. I thought that was Passapharian. Oh, Flying Spaghetti Monster. That's what... Yeah, now look it up, dude. Watch that episode of South Park. No, it I have seen fine. it, but that's an actual church. Okay. Okay.
0: I am one of them. Good for you. I am their leader. You, you lead nobody. My I head don't is believe made in. out of meatballs. Speaking of monsters, this would be a good opportunity to segue into our next video game, which was a personal favorite to the young Andrew Creeper Gonzalez as well as me, Andrew Gonzalez. It was... A, f- a game that I begged my parents to buy after renting it so many times on a system that wasn't even mine. My brother used to rent it a lot. He had a Genesis. I had a, a Super Nintendo. Um, so, you know, we play separate games. But Haunting was one of those Genesis games, starring Poltergeist, by the way, that was... Blew my mind as a kid. Because, again, it was one of those games that was not like other games not to go deep into it if you're not familiar with the video game you play a who i thought was cool punk rocker poltergeist named poltergeist who haunts this like italian kind of he they hint he's like a a shady mobster type but he's really just like a a shady business owner
1: like the sardinis the
0: sardinis yeah and he is part of a skateboarding company that has made shitty skateboards, which causes the Polter guy to die. Like, he is on a shitty skateboard and he gets hit by a car. He dedicates life, his, his, death, afterlife. his afterlife, to haunting the Sardinis. Are they the one that killed him? From what I, I I thought they killed him, but they made it seem like it was his company that killed him. Because of the skateboards. But it wasn't like him that actually... Oh, so
1: he's... Sardini is the skateboard company. Yeah. Guy. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying like Polter guy or whatever. No. And someone like, yeah, I just skateboarding and he died. And he's like, well, fuck those people over there. I'll yeah. just haunt them. I'll just haunt them. No, he goes... He has a vendetta
0: against this guy. So he goes after his family. So the cool thing that I love about this game is... Is your job is to follow this family from house to house... And haunt them. And you gotta try to scare them out of the house. And it's so cool, like, you jump into, like, a picture frame and the the person will go over and it'll shake and, like, a ghost will come out and be like, Rawr! and the, their pants will drop. <laughs> Which I
1: always thought was Yeah, they jump fun. out of their pants and one, like, the, the mother, like, her fucking wig flies off or something. Yeah. Some shit like that. You can even, uh, like, haunt things and move them, like,
0: possess a chainsaw and it'll go spinning around and you can go after them and um, I've never beat this game. I actually recently tried to play it and I still fucking couldn't beat the final boss, which isn't anything impressive at all. It's just it looks yeah. like a pile of garbage and then when yeah. you do defeat him, he turns into like three brain spiders. That's it. Yeah. It's it it's not I wouldn't say
1: The best graphic You forgot to mention that once you run all of the family members out, the dog is who gets possessed by this thing, and that's what you fight. and that's what you fight. But it looks more like a giant worm thing with, like, a weird head. Kind of. Yeah, it has a
0: head, but it reminds, I don't know, I was looking at it today, I'm like, oh, yeah, it does look like a pile of trash to me. Which the dog, not to mention, is um, throughout the game, the dog will come into rooms that you're in, And there will be these, like, kind of look like um, Jim Carrey's The Mask floating heads coming at you. And they could take your ectoplasm, which brings you into the afterlife, which you need to collect more ectoplasm to come back to the real world to haunt. But the dog brings them. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. You haunt haunt them. And then when they go to move, you go back to, like, this underworld that kind of looks like a dungeon area. Collect more ectoplasm. Go back bigger house, different frights, and then you fight
1: that thing at the end that is possessed by the dog, which I forgot. So, does, um, is there any, like, really graphic haunting stuff in this game? Because from what I saw, it was just, like, very like, whatever. Like, oh, I haunted, like, the, the globe on the shelf, and it showed, like, planes flying around and crashing into the back oh, of the globe. Is there any, like, bloody shit oh yeah okay. like there's
0: one where you go into the kitchen and it's actually one of my favorite ones um, there'll be like a, a roast sitting on the kitchen table and you you possess the roast and then somebody will come over to it and then when you, cause when, when, you when it triggers the knife will go up fly in the air and then smack in the roast and a, a bloody head will pop up and roll on the ground and i will be like oh those are the noises it usually makes but they have (laughs) different stuff like that like um, there's a fish tank at one point where they'll go over to it and then it'll either turn to blood or there's one where um, all of a sudden a skeleton will just pop out of it and wave at them Uh, they'll have like bloody floor prints I wouldn't say it's overly gory come on it's Sega Genesis graphics it's like Really hard to make it extra gory. So I'm using
1: my neighbors. I can could be graphic. That wasn't that gory. I'm just saying like sixteen bit, like thirty two bit we could. It, it, did, have, blood. it yeah. did have some gory
0: things like that, you know. There's there's one where there's like a creepy little demon, like in a dishwasher and he starts you can make him throw plates at at him, you can there's, like, many different things. Like, I can go down the list, but there's so many that I can't even go over. There is one that I, I remember really liking is you possess the TV and there's some sort of kung fu thing going on. And if they go over, they'll punch the person, like, checking out the TV in the face. <laughs> um, but I just remember being a, a favorite of mine because when I was a kid, I never played a video game like it. Um, you know, I was always biased for Sega Genesis games because I was a, I was a Super Nintendo kid. My brother was a Genesis kid. But that was the game. one game that I was like, why isn't this on Super Nintendo? There is a two-player mode, which is fun at the same time. But it's pretty much the same thing. It doesn't add anything to the game, you know. That's our final game discussion on that. Josh definitely had a little bit more
1: detail in his games. But my games are newer, so they actually have like stories. Yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean. Like they're trying to like continue create narratives for like a series. Like,
0: because Haunting definitely didn't.
1: Like Clock Tower does have like a big story related to it, but Haunting featuring Poltergeist almost seems like an arcade game.
0: Oh yeah, that's what it even like probably wanted to be at first. Because when you beat the game, you become human again, and you're like, all right. Because I watched the ending.
1: Um, I did I yeah, he instantly. it, And you're like, killed. awesome,
0: he's human And then all of a sudden they just drop an amble on him And then he's like, oh man, I got to be alive again But that's cool I get to rock out another day As the polter
1: guy. Like, I think that was trying to set up like a sequel to Guy,
0: Which I'm surprised Because uh, from what I looked up, it didn't do bad
1: I'd never heard of it Until you said <laughs> it So it couldn't have done that good <laughs> Maybe it was
0: written by someone, the other person That would write it When I couldn't get it
1: Yeah, probably. Huey Bolt. Huey Bolt. He (laughs) directed it. Yeah. That wraps up
0: our horror video game discussion. Our our HVGDA. HVGDE. So that wraps up our horror game video game.
1: No, no. (laughs) Keep all these. Josh, what is this wrap up? This wraps up the old HVGDE, the horror video game discussion extravaganza. There we
0: go. Um, and if you have
1: any questions about the episode or
0: if we missed anything discussing these video games, just email us at 8BitMovieReview at gmail.com.
1: Send us in your favorite video- horror video games, too.
0: Yeah, and we'll discuss it within an episode. And don't forget, that's the number 8 review at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to go to our website at 8BitPod.com. That's also the number 8BitPod.com. And as usual, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and... and
1: OnlyFans. Oh, wait. No, not OnlyFans. Follow Andrew's OnlyFans. I told you not to promote that within this episode. Oh, fuck. oh, the next episode is when you promote that. Okay.
0: And Stitcher. Now, that said, Josh,
1: what fucking movie are we doing next week? Andrew, um, this is one that I I remember... From my childhood, being a big deal. But also remember from my childhood, it being kind of a laugh. We'll call it a laugh. Uh, This is one of the big boys. It's one of the biggins. It's one of the biggins, everyone. Al Bundy would read the magazine based on this movie, because it's a biggins. And before
0: you announce it, I will
1: also say the same thing where I felt like as a kid, I wanted to
0: love this movie. like I wanted to, because it was based off of probably one of the first Super Nintendo games I've owned. And I wanted it to be good, but I remember finishing it and being like, wait, I'm
1: confused. How come the characters don't seem like I would have thought the characters to be? Why is an American person have a fucking like Austrian accent or whatever? The f- We're doing Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever fucking accent Van Damme has... He's not American. Oh, come on. He's he, not Guile.
0: Yeah. So I hope you're excited as we are. Uh, we're going to dig into Street Fighter.
1: It's
0: going to be a good one. We're
1: digging into Raul Julia's last film.
0: Yep. In which I watched Adam's Family 1 and 2 recently. And oh, so it's so good. This has been 8-Bit Movie Review. I'm Andrew Gonzalez. And I'm Josh Ainty. And we'll see you next week. I guess that wraps up our last Halloween episode. My voices in the Gamekeeper will be missed. I guess next year then, folks. The songs in this episode, Haunted Graveyard from Super Fools and Ghosts, and the song playing right now, Weird Kids on the Block from Zombies Ate My Neighbors, were performed by Lame Genie. If you go to our Facebook and website, we'll have that information for you, so you can find more music and more content by them. You should definitely check them out. They have a slew of good covers. My personal favorite right now is the punch-out blue they have. I can't stop thinking about it. Nah, 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 nah. Well they do a better version, so. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next week. Bye!